you know, I was thinking earlier while you were talking is that it was almost like nothing really changed within me. It's the same energy, the same kind of energy that I put into partying is the same energy that I put into my business. So I believe anybody can do that. But I also believe that if somebody needs help, they need to get help. Like if you need to go to a meeting or a 12 step program or just talk to someone, I highly recommend that. I highly, highly recommend getting help, reaching out to either someone that's at a meeting or someone that or someone like me or someone like you that could kind of provide guidance. Now, we could lead a horse to water, but we can't force that horse to drink. So that's something that I say to people all the time. Like people come to me like, oh, my cousin has this issue or this person has an issue. I said, I will gladly talk to that person. I will share my strength and hope and experience with that person. But I can't, I can't save them. Like we're not God. We can't just save people. Mic check. I'm good. Mic check. Mic check. You can read about success all day long, but if you don't put in the work, the mindset, execution, and the hustle behind your vision, it just remains a dream. When everything goes wrong, you have to take all the responsibility. We uncover what high-level entrepreneurs, business owners do to rise up from hustling daily. So do what you feel passionate about. Take chances. The world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. Join me as I share with you actionable tips to help you grow your business, learn skills, and help you level up in your self-development journey. Your number one spot for business and personal growth is the Online Hustlers Podcast with your host, Esteban Andrade. Every day I'm hustling. Now, to go across the entire country, what's the type of marketing? How are you getting uh, the attention of sellers right now? It's mostly cold calling and text messaging. And uh, pay-per-click. Uh, we're going to be doing more mailers. Um, that's something else we do a lot in New York is that when my agents are driving around, they're driving for dollars. So they're putting deals into deal machine or they're writing down addresses. So they're either pulling data or they're doing driving for dollars. Back to the wholesale business, it's purely just those three things. It's just calling, texting, and pay-per-click right now. How's the process of like taking realtors, license agents, and... Uh, and just making them go to your team, but under, also understand that they can also wholesale. Like, how's that? Like, I'm pretty sure it's not made for everyone. Not everyone will be like, ah, oh, yeah. Not, not everyone would be go, going for it. But there is a there is a profile of a of a type of realtor that actually fits this every single time. Correct. And that's a great question. And I was just having this conversation with somebody yesterday at that event I was speaking at, and really a lot of it has just been. Uh, attraction, right? So one thing that I learned in the program when I was going through that reinvention, um, revitalization of my life, um, I learned that uh, to live by example, right? So it's almost like we attract the things that we live by. And if you're out there doing the right thing, you're not driving by and like cursing people out and doing silly things or posting silly things, uh, you're living by good example, you're putting good out, eventually good comes back to you. So the guys that I have have been just through attraction, through sphere of influence. And I found that we've just been attracted to each other because we kind of have a similar mindset. Uh, that doesn't mean that that whole dynamic may not shift a bit in the future as we start to grow, but I really tried to keep the team small and strong and really keep a good culture, but they're hungry. They're excited. We do a lot of training. We have team meetings every week to try to keep everybody engaged. And we're still in the building phase. Like we just started this year 
and we're still getting things off the ground. Like our website is just about done. Um, we're, we're implementing a lot of technology and a lot of tools for the agents to use to really become successful. But uh, we're still figuring it out and we're still growing, but we've had a lot of success so far. Love that, man. Um, like what's been so far your best month in terms of revenue? Uh, for which business? For the uh, sales or for the... Um, wholesale or, you know, real, real estate investing wholesale. Yeah. So, so for the wholesale business, you know, we've had a couple hundred thousand dollar months. Um, sometimes it's not so good. Sometimes it's over. But that's really what we're looking to do this year is double that number. Mm-hmm. And then for the flips, you know, I've had as small profits as 5,000 and as all the way up to 400,000, right? Because it really depends on your price range. Now, we have a couple of properties that we're working on right now in Brooklyn, one in Greenpoint and one in um, Prospect Lefferts Gardens. The one in Prospect Lefferts Gardens is an actual brownstone. So it's landmarked. It's a piece of history. It's in a historic district. So you cannot change the structure. You can only change the interior, but you still have to keep the whole design aesthetic of all the original wood pieces from the 1800s. But we're doing a full gut renovation. We bought that property for a million 75, $1,075,000. We're putting around 250,000 into it. And the projected ARV is $2.6 million. So that's going to be a big margin. Not every project's like that, but you're going to get projects like that in New York if you're building your network. That's pretty awesome. Uh, like if we were to like say uh, compare or like see the business structure from the inside of the realtor sales uh, versus like wholesale and investing sales. Um, like how that, how do they actually work or what, what are the biggest differences like in terms of the people that you need to hire departments compared to like the people that you currently have right now and maybe they communicate to each with each other. So how, how's that right now with your business on both ends? Well, right, well, right now the teams are very different, uh, but they do communicate in, at some level, like the real estate team is just focused on doing real estate and local deals. The wholesale business is more focused on out of state and across the country. Um, but we are looking to actively grow both at the same time. Uh, the sales team in, in as, as agents, you know, we also have to be very careful that we're following the guidelines, re- realtor guidelines, local, state, and on a national level. So we're very careful. We always disclose that we're a real estate agent when we go into a house, if we're looking to buy it ourselves, or if we're looking to wholesale and have some sort of cross-pollination. And on the wholesale business, because it's all virtual, um, right now I take care of all the acquisitions, my partner takes care of the dispositions, and now we're implementing other key um, team members like the transaction coordinator, Uh, We used to have a lead manager. Uh, We also have a manager that manages the cold callers. And um, we're going to be looking to hire some other key players and especially replace ourselves as acquisitions and dispositions. So both are operated very differently, but there is a little bit of crossover between them. And for realtor uh, sales side, do you, you know, obviously I'd like to, for the listeners to understand, uh, is it common that they hire VAs or employees as well, even though they're like part of a brokerage or how, how is yours on how you're thinking about that? That's a good question. And a lot of 
a lot of teams do that. Um, as we are just kind of starting to build, uh, we do have a COO and that's Jeff. And he's kind of like the manager. Um, he kind of watches over, schedules meetings, puts things together, runs everything by me. And he's also going to be investing with me. So it's just such a really cool dynamic. That being said, the team members on the team all kind of do different roles. Like Gio, he's a great buyer's agent. He just crushes it, kills it. He takes a buyer out. He closes them the first day. Uh, Fernando, great listing agent. We go on a lot of listing presentations together. He brings in a lot of listings. We share a lot of listings. And then Christian's new to the business, killing with buyers, doing great open houses and really converting people. Now, but hiring, Gio is actually starting to bring on some local assistants to kind of help with folding letters, creating content, putting it out. And so he's starting to leverage other people. Now, now Jeff is going to also start implementing pieces like we'll hire a marketing manager. We'll eventually replace Jeff's role and move him to another spot. So we're always looking to implement more people. And I think that that's a great question. And uh, we're just going to continue to implement, replace ourselves and look to grow. Man, love that. Um, now, I think that's uh, that's a great thing that we are speaking today because we probably can have a secondary like episode and see how those things that we have learned not only from the Tiffany High's event and everything that you're implementing once it's implemented and now you're growing your team to see how things have changed. But like, look at where you are. You you currently are in a really good position. I think you said, you mentioned to me that you have like an obsession personality so uh, mm-hmm. that you can easily get obsessed. Uh, right now, it seems like you're obsessed for success, like real, uh, not only financial success, time success, you know what I mean? Location success and everything. Uh, and it seems like you're moving pretty fast. Uh, because before you were obsessed with other things, right? Mm-hmm. Parties, drugs, things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, if someone that is going through like a really difficult time, uh, what do you really recommend them? And what do you really a- a- absolutely tell them like, hey, like, I, I got you, man. I, I got mm-hmm. you. And, and this is what you could potentially start doing. Wow. I love that question. That's really powerful. And uh, it almost gives me chills because... You know, I was thinking earlier while you were talking is that it was almost like nothing really changed within me. It's the same energy, the same kind of energy that I put into partying is the same energy that I put into my business. So I believe anybody can do that. But I also believe that if somebody needs help, they need to get help. Like if you need to go to a meeting or a 12-step program or just talk to someone, I highly recommend that. I highly, highly recommend getting help, reaching out to either someone that's at a meeting or someone that, or someone like me or someone like you that could kind of provide guidance. Now, we could lead a horse to water, but we can't force that horse to drink. So that's something that I say to people all the time. Like people come to me like, oh, my cousin has this issue or this person has an issue. I said, I will gladly talk to that person. I will share my strength and hope and experience with that person. But I can't, I can't save them. Like, We're not God. We can't just save people, but we could tell them our story, right? We could share our experience, strength, and our hope for them. And we can let them know that we'll be here for them when they're ready, but we can't like force somebody's hand and and make them do something. But at least we've shared the message. We told them there's a way out. And when they're ready, when they're truly ready to get help, there's help out there, but you have to really want it. And that's the thing is that when I was out there, you know, I've been in so many car accidents, I was resuscitated back to life and none of that helped. 
It was only when I actually hit my emotional and physical bottom and I was completely broken that I was ready to get help. Now, we all have our different bottoms and different levels of needing help, but it's almost like you almost want to wish that upon someone, like hit your bottom faster so that you really want the help and you really want change. That's the thing. Somebody has to really want it or it's not going to work. Do you think that the same advice can work in, for example, let's say flawed relationships or marriages um, mm -hmm. or like flawed leaders that are not really great leaders and they absolutely need to change because they're crumbling a company? Like, do you think the same advice can be applied to those type of individuals? A hundred percent. And there's also 12 step programs for any kind of issue you could possibly have. And um, I feel like also having some sort of belief in something. It could be a rock. It could be the universe. It could be a higher power. It could be God. I feel like the powerful thing for me was, was understanding that I'm not God, understanding that I'm not at the center of everything, which also provided relief because I don't have to figure it all out. It's not up to me. I'm not in control. And once you're able to kind of take a step back and understand that, regardless of what your understanding is, and to understand that you need help, Right. And to understand that you're not in control, that's when you can truly get help and get better, regardless of what you're struggling with. Because I feel like that's what a lot of people struggle with is that they want to control everything and ego is involved and uh, selfishness is involved. And once those things are removed, not just removed surface level, but root and branch, like the process that I went through. I had to physically go out and make amends to every single person in my life that I may have harmed. And even if it was just all in my head, just the fact of going out and saying, hey, listen, you know, I shouldn't have said what I said. I'm sorry, you know, and not expecting anything in return removes the guilt from you, removes the problem root and branch. And these things that just play over in our head are the things that cause us to either drink or to act out or to do things that we shouldn't be doing. So I truly believe that that stuff needs to be removed from the inside because the drinking or the drugging is just a result of what the real problem is. So that's, that's what really has to be removed. Yeah. Um, I think that you mentioned, you said something like how sometimes it's just that we are just acting way too selfish and now we have to be way too selfless. And one of my biggest lessons in business and so far in life, um, when especially growing and actually like start doing things with other people with employees and things like that is that you have to now be selfless let me tell you because at the beginning when we're entrepreneurs and we're solo and we're doing like freelance or like solo mm -hmm. solo business and solo business owners you are selfish because like everything you're doing is like for you for like your growth for like your personal development for like making the bank look really big and and the money coming in and everything you're selfish but like when you need to grow and you start getting people VAs team members personal systems whatever that is now you have to change, make the switch of being selfless. Mm -hmm. And that's how you ultimately grow because now you're selfless. Now you are absolutely now thinking and passionately thinking and creating solutions for the people that surround you, not really yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's how you grow because companies grow with people, right? Mm -hmm. And whether that's externally or internally, people will make you grow. All yes. right.
That's powerful. And, and that just reminded me that what I was doing in that process when I first started was selfishly, right? Looking to selflessly find people to help because I, I was doing it for myself so I could get better and basically not die. Like I had to go out and help people, which, which, which was the selfless act. And it's kind of like what they say when like, you know, a plane's crashing or whatever, or the oxygen masks come down in a flight. The mom has to put the mask on her face first so she can live, so she can put it on the baby's face, right? So it's like, we have to take care of ourselves so we can help other people, which I think is a big part of it. Yeah. How can people actually find you in social media again? Sure. So they can find me on Instagram. It's my name, John, and then a period. So John.McSherry on Instagram, or you can look me up on Facebook. It's my name, John McSherry. Uh, my personal page has my middle name in it. It's John Baron McSherry. And my uh, professional page has John McSherry in it. But I post the same content on all platforms. Probably the best way to connect is on Instagram. I'm always on it. And hopefully it doesn't get shut down again. But I'll be on it. If if you get hit by uh, some sort of forex or crypto trading or whatever, that's not fun. <laughs> that is one of the fake accounts that John probably has because like people want to really do uh, harm to you know big accounts and high engaging accounts. So just a quick thing there. And if you really like this episode, you think it provided you value, uh, share with your circle. It will help us a lot. Share, subscribe wherever you are, and make sure that you let them know. Just Post this in Facebook and Instagram. Post it on, and we are available everywhere, like Spotify, Audible, Amazon, um, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube. I'll create my own podcast studio at some point. No I'm kidding, but <laughs> uh, we're everywhere, guys. And um, this episode will be launched live in audio MP3, high quality MP3 only, uh, in just uh, a few weeks, but. Uh, for now, you can find it in the Facebook group right now, REI Marketing and Conversion um, for real estate investing. So that's the way you can find us um, as well. Uh, follow John. He's an amazing individual. I met him. It was really cool meeting him. We had some good you know, good things in the bar, good things in the, in the, in the hotel, good things in the cab. It almost sounds like we dated, but uh, <laughs> that's not the way it was. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. And let's freaking crush it. Let's go. Thanks, guys.